Hey, how you guys doing? It's the producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to the Marvel Hacks. This is episode four of The Sins of Sinister, y'all. We took a little bit of a week off, and that'll become very apparent here momentarily. On the line, it's Brother Beavis. What's happening, man? All right. We made it through this first 10 years. Yeah, for Since sure. And for, yeah. Got 90 years ahead of us, though, so let's see if we got grabbed or not. Look, y'all, if, if you're an older person or whatever, okay, so in the past, Nightcrawler has had a couple of miniseries. <laughs> One, most importantly, in probably 85-ish, check me on the year, gave when he was a pirate, and it gave us the BAMPs, you know, like some baby Nightcrawlers. And they were cute, and, you know, if Marvel was selling toys or whatnot back then, well, nobody would have bought it because not a lot of kids were reading those books but anyway it but it was bad though like the miniseries as a whole was bad nightcrawler as a character eh, you know great design 80s was pretty good but kind of almost feels that character almost feels like a character out of time at this point like it just doesn't make like he's like an old wrestler wrestling on AEW. well it's it's kind of funny because like he was contemporary with most of Kitty Pride's first run, and they were both about getting into places that the rest of the team couldn't get. But mm -hmm. then, like, once they did, like, somebody else had to take over because they really couldn't do anything. Pride so Cup. with Kitty, like, her modern day, like, phasing through people, almost like the vision and stuff like that, they've sort of amped up her power level. But with Nightcrawler, that's not necessarily the case. Like, he mm -hmm. became more of a swordsman during Excalibur. Uh, but like, you know, he still just punches a lot. He's like kind of quicksilver level power, mm -hmm. um, in terms of being able, as big Hutch would say, fight cops. Yeah. And then <laughs> like his whole, I'm an ordained minister was just yeah. like, I think that was like almost like as disruptive a story arc as Cyclops is. Oh yeah. No, I'm going to go over here and bang the white queen for a while. Damn. or the goblin queen like it was just almost yeah. like painting him in a down. buck yeah. yeah you paint him in a buck yeah it's hard to get out of the character that went full of jesus yeah, yeah. so <laughs> you know it's it is kind of weird to like he's such a classic character but he's he like hit his ceiling a long time ago mm -hmm. and there yeah. was that one period where they were losing leaders like flies and he stepped in and he was not about to fight somebody one-on-one -on -one for the right to lead the X-Men. He was like, oh, I'm good. You should do this. I'm about, yeah, he bowed out. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it just, it just seems, yeah, he's a character out of time. And so now you're like, oh, let's make him like have horns in Krakoa. So here we go, y'all. Oh, this is a, a double episode or a double issue for us. We're going to do the last two books of the 10 year era. The first being, the Nightcrawlers, number one. These are all miniseries, y'all, by the way. And then the Immoral X-Men, which is the spinoff from the Immortal X-Men. We're going to go through both books here, you know, in a reasonable amount of time and kind of give our thoughts. What are your initial thoughts on really both books before we dive in? Um, So I definitely had to read Nightcrawlers twice to understand what was going on because it's really, it's not very much actually about either Nightcrawler or... <laughs> the nightcrawlers that are named after him right it's it's more about we we get the full reveal of all the other non-diamond sinisters mm -hmm. and um the second one is 
was just kind of more weird sinister stuff um and i still do find it fascinating that they had this um, this run of immortal x-men where it was almost all around the quiet council table and it's just like this this is like oh we can we can have this show forever because we don't have to develop other sets like (laughs) bottle episodes um uh all right so yeah so but the other thing i would say is like they pulled this thing like uh right when i was getting out like i guess late 90s like when they were like oh it's not weapon x it's weapon 10 Mm. and i was like oh okay and then so it went from there um but this whole thing with like oh it wasn't it is a diamond but it's like the diamond as in the suit of diamonds and there's just three others i think that's an interesting thing where they've they found something that was kind of like hiding in plain sight and was like oh no you 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 didn't read it quite correctly so the Mm. the idea of this there's the clubs the spades and the hearts and the blue diamonds and the the yellow horseshoes and all that like I'm like okay yeah. <laughs> y'all got me that was that was that was good yeah. somebody found a story that had not been told yet good on you the, at the end of this book one of my notes here says and brother Beavis will explain to us what the fuck this means my initial thought on this book I had to read it two times as well I was like I have no idea what's happening here mm-hmm. like I have no idea now I read it the second time and I knew what was happening three quarters of the way of the book and then um, Neo met um the key master and everything went south and i'm like okay i have no idea what's going on again so we're gonna jump right in our writer is uh s spurrier Paco medina actually does both books though uh so he's um doing the pepe laraz thing where pepe was doing all of those books or most of those books during house and power of x uh, our cover person is Lenil francis you and he's on both covers as well uh so we're at the sanctum sanctorium y'all in new essex new york and then there's a chimera here i would assume of banshee and the spirit of vengeance they is the spirit of variance but variance yeah. oh okay yeah because nice. i they that like snuck that in because i was like i guess it's that they're gonna call him sv and that's the spirit of variance so he's yeah. Maybe it's like more than even two because that would imply there's some problem like a long shot or a domino in here. Or something Lord, like that. great. Yeah. Vox, Vox Ignis is the name. Uh, they get attacked by Sinister's assassin team and they are, you know, on the search for a MacGuffin themselves and MacGuffins will become later on here. And so they're the Legion of Nightcrawlers or some shit like that. Uh, the Legion of the Night. The, the Legion of the Night. I'm yeah, the night. whatever. All right. So listen. Okay, so let's. It's a name shout out, y'all. Uh, Nightcrawler, or excuse me, Spider Man, Sabretooth, Toad. All right, and this is when I put my hand on my knife. I was like, if Toad is in this, that is a pure red shirt situation. He finna die. Yeah. Nobody cares about Toad. X twenty three, Pyro, hand back on the knife. He gonna die. And I, I, we're calling this Mystique because she's got Domino. is that Rogue's hair? That's Domino. That's Domino? But why does yeah. she have the Rogue streak? um i don't right? know <laughs> and then there's i don't there's the the generation then, x character that became yeah uh, was, was it Pe- husk? Pe- penance no. no husk was Paige guthrie who could pull okay. her skin off but it was was it penance i think it was penance. yeah uh, i think penance was like the name that speedball took nice. let me google it well he's googling that um the whole plot of this is that at the the night crawler freaking assassin team they show up 
uh, to capture the spirit of variance and Banshee. And so as he's trying to escape, you know, he's having this conversation. And it's like, use the scream of change, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. again, apparently that had not worked in the past. But this time it actually does work. And he's able to um, free X-23 from the Matrix, who kills this. What was this character's name? Uh, which one? Oh, Penance. Yeah, so. Uh, penance. It was Penance. Yeah, I think there might be two of them. Yeah, so in Generation X, uh, Penance was originally like sort of posed as the villain, and then she became some aspect of Monet. Oh. I, I don't know. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there you go. Okay. So then, uh, yeah, so kills Penance. Then she, you know, starts working on Sabretooth or whatever. And then another primal scream, and then it frees the Spider-Man. And wait, we're calling this who now? This is Domino. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because so and, look, he's got the Nightcrawler skin, but the white. This is more like the uh, Deadpool 2 Domino. Mm, oh, okay. Love. Uh, and then in turn, Domino then kills Toad, told you, Sabretooth, and Pyro. I, I, like I got to tell you, I love this, like, open up the teleportation and throw bullets into it. Yeah, but that that's 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 pretty dope. Yeah, I'll take that. So our white page that we have to pay for is Sinister explaining his use of Nightcrawler as the basis for his Chimeras. And uh, you know, it's all full of the the sinister snark that we're used to at this particular point. And this and and the key thing is here is like just like we were talking like up front, like Nightcrawler could get you anywhere. Um, but like then somebody else has to do the work. So if you can splice somebody else's powers on him, then you're good. I would like to say um, there's a, I think a a pretty classic where I think where they're going up against Dr. Doom and they're all locked in there, or maybe a murder world. They're all locked in their little things. And, and, and like Nightcrawler's trap, his prison is like, He's in like just a featureless void. And he doesn't know where he is. And he has to like teleport like three oh, miles. Oh, blindly. Yeah. yeah. Like blindly. Yeah. And then, you know, Colossus has to throw rocks down. And that's a great issue. That's like, yeah. that's like, you know, my, my, when I root my understanding of all those characters and Nightcrawler in particular, it's like that, that's exactly what I'm thinking of that particular stretch. Right. Yeah. I mean, again, I love the character when I was younger, you know. But like I said, it just seemed, and it's funny that you say that because X2 was on something the other oh, day. Yeah. I don't know. And I was like, that is a great characterization yeah. of that, that dude. I mean, the opening of that movie is one of the best comic book movies openings ever. Yeah. You know, and I was like, man, you know, you have it right there. And then they made the other movies and made him, I don't know what they made him, you know, kind of moody, kind of, it, it just, Man, anyway. They All right, on the move. Like it, they made him a not even angsty teen. Yeah. They yeah. They made him into the freaking on that one that we didn't watch. What is that? X-Men Evolution. They turned oh. him into that one. So I ain't watched that. You watched that? No. I ain't watched it either. Like I think I all. saw a part of an episode once. Yeah. I don't got one at all. Okay. So on the moon, formerly the summer house, Vok Ignis returns to mother. And we have this mysterious lady who we don't know yet, but it will be revered momentarily. And it, it is uh, she is working with the other card deck sinisters. So we have Orbis Stellaris, which is the spade. And then Dr. Stasis, who we had met before. And Deputy Spade uh, and then Dr. Stasis, who is the club or whatever. And um, 
And she monologues her purpose about, you know, how she's been outgoing and cleaning up all of these messes that the Sinisters have been making. And um, that's really been her purpose. And it is revealed that she is the heart Sinister. And, you know, when she takes it off, her name is Essex. And that's pretty much it. Hold on a second. Benjamin, come get your cat. Sorry. But there's a key. There's so there's a there's a hook here that I only got on the second read. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you if you go back to the white page that we didn't read about, oh. <laughs> or that we got to pay for, so pay there's for a it. line about how Sinister was messing with Nightcrawler's jeans, and then they stopped working. Um, and then he went back because he was bored, and they worked again. So mm-hmm. Orcus, so. The club sinister, Dr. Stasis, had been aligned with Orcus, the mm-hmm. humans that had got the AI working yes. towards Nimrod. So he had been aligned with them, and he had, I guess, somehow amongst them, they had engineered this this spell to keep Sinister Diamond from being able to manipulate the Nightcrawler gene pool, probably because mm. it was a threat to Orcus because it was tell because if he can get there with mm. somebody else, they can do some damage. Wow. And so she, uh, I'm sorry, uh, pronouns, pal, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, the heart sinister, sinister, mm. she, um, disabled the spell, which then allowed sinister to create the Nightcrawlers so that she could co-op them as her, strike force in the future mm-hmm. strike force so strike um, force. so that that is the 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 key distinction and as it as we deal with dr stasis over the course of that you find out that heart sinister and the the deputy spade that we just <laughs> met yes. um that's sort of uh, i think we're led to believe those are the good guys mm-hmm. the good sinisters the good ones Yes, and, they're uh, one of the good ones. So yeah. Club Club Sinister is on uh, is kind of leaning towards Orcus, and Diamond Sinister is leaning toward the mutants, and then this independent parties, and and obviously they're all corrupted now because of Diamond Sinister. Mm-hmm. And so I think we're led to believe that uh, Hart Essex and Deputy Spade are <laughs> the good guys. Got it. Yeah. Uh, that's all I uh, got. As they far wind as up explanation to this, by the oh way. no, I, you got more than I did out of it. They they, <laughs> they wind up killing Doctor Stasis. Um, you know, he kind of bucks when they come through, and that was part of the plan is that they knew that they needed to get rid of him to move their plan forward. Go ahead. There, yeah, you saw that. Like so, one of X twenty three, aka Laura, aka what Talon is her name, which I think somebody used. That was just came out a little while ago. Her, uh, one of her dumber powers was the she has toe blades. Yes, uh, yes. toe blade. Yeah. So she has the tail blade here, which yeah, that's right. Yeah, that she takes him out and sticks it through his head, yeah. right on, right on the uh, club. Yeah. So, Ugh, God. so uh, I, I, I give him that. That's yeah. that's that's all right. If you're gonna it's have, happened. if you're gonna have random blades and random limbs, yeah, I'll put it in the tail. Hey, they never tell you to say, you know, never say never. Let me tell you something. When the X-Men come back, Wolverine will not be Laura. Oh, yeah. People are like, oh, they should make it look. That's never going to happen. Well, Ever. so they so that's the thing I just heard recently that she has a different comic name now. Like in the in whatever books just came out, mm-hmm. they refer to her as Talon. And yeah. And 
I want to say that somebody else, somebody else in his complicated story had that, or maybe that was the, I don't fucking know, but yeah, but whatever. yeah, just, just for clarification purposes, I know because people, I mean, you know, whatever with people sometimes, oh, you know, she, she, she's called Wolverine in the comic book so they can make her Wolverine. The, no, that's never going to happen. And I'm not even passing judgment on the facts of, okay, you know, it's a lady. I'm saying that Wolverine exists in a kind of a Batman situation at times and, and deviating anywhere out of that would cause a massive revolt. Yeah. It, so it was one thing like the era where we had five books each for Spider-Man, Punisher and Wolverine mm-hmm. was one thing, but to actually have five Wolverines, yeah, five Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. I think there's still maybe only one Punisher, but like Yeah, but yeah. come on. Where's, yeah, where's where is Honey Badger recently? Not that I care, but t- come on. Please don't 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 get yourself set up and be like, oh, I ain't gonna watch it. Fuck that. Laurie Wolverine. You're lying to yourself anyway. All right. Yeah, it's it. Well, I think we're probably opposed to it just because it's like cheap storytelling as opposed to and it's it also, you know, another instance of, you know, fake diversity. So correct. Yep. No, I mean, again, she could be as, in the book. She's just as, not Wolverine. We have another page that we're not paying for coming up. Oh, yeah. And I, I do want to point out this is the language of powers of X with these ultra ai like when the, so they were in the dominion part yeah oh wait yo, let me get before you get to that because that's right. my brother beavis explaining okay shit to me because i didn't understand yeah they did tie back into the storm book uh about the sinister's lab being teleported out into mm-hmm. whatever and this is really their plan about trying to get inside of there to stop any types of this Moira thing about him resetting, which is going to come up again when we get to the immoral X-Men part. But we'll get to the the, <laughs> the death of Spider-Man here momentarily. All right, now explain Dominion to us, because I ain't so, understand it. So I didn't go back and cross-check this, but the one of Moira's lives in the original House of X, Powers of X, was she was essentially trying to get in the far, 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 far future where these sentient machines had developed enough that they had enough computing power essentially to model and have knowledge over all of existence. Mm -hmm. And then from that, she was going to then divine, I think, or they were going to somehow figure out like, how do we, what, like, what is the path we go on? I think that was part of the story. And and I may be misremembering slash filling in the blanks slash trying to make sense of something that maybe never (laughs) did make sense. But my primary point is this idea of the dominions and the world farms. If you go back to powers of X and house of X, there's more pages we got to pay for that talk about that hierarchy. And it's essentially like uh, scales of artificial intelligence, just kind of stacking to reach sentience and omnipotence. Yeah. So, and this is the thousand year part, right? Like this, that, this that, was the, this was thousand. Yeah. So this is nowhere. Like they're talking about, they have access to some of these right now, mm-hmm. I think. Um, or they're trying to get like, like the deputy spades trying to get some of these, but yeah, like, but this is the language of that, which is so that it was, it was like, it comes completely out of the blue in this set of books, but it's a mm-hmm. callback to where we started all this. I mean, again, they should get some credit for that, you know, to, 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 to tie that in like that, I guess. I mean, again, we're going through 10, a hundred, a thousand. So obviously it's going to come back up just like it did in those books as well um so yeah they <laughs> uh 
part of uh angel or angel heart essex thing is that you know we we need new recruits so they go off on this thing to try to find other people they go try to free people and they just can't free them yeah, and then they you know of course they one. pick up colossus yeah because what is colossus doing they go to savage land and other places there's actually one, there's a line in immoral coming up where they actually like lay out like all these things that are happening i don't know yeah. if you picked up on that i don't know if i did either um my note on here says as they're trying to find people um let's see uh you know so they went to you know atlantis and that didn't work and they went uh savage land and then gray malkin lane and then one of these oh my god where's the note oh yeah so then they go to this lab which i didn't understand and my note says and then they went and talked to kevin nash (laughs) (laughs) and i I was like why you say that i was like wait what what's happening here who is that and why so i don't know the only thing i know is like this like beast goat looking character is like nightcrawler like he's the original yeah so he started mutating for reasons we never really knew Mm -hmm. um and so this must be a sinister lab Mm -hmm. but this does not appear to be a sinister and it appears to be some probably some test subject Mm -hmm. that might have been a good explanation because i mean he's sitting there he's drinking coffee he's in a suit but he's also chained up might have been a good idea, you know, to um, explain who yeah. that is or something like that. But instead of just throwing, hey, this was look like a cool, cool thing. This probably anyway, like Pete right. Wisdom or something. Um, so everyone is happy until Essex explains that they need to get inside that freaking bubble to, you know, complete their plan to make sure that. No, oh, who is happy. this pixie character that they recover? Oh, I have no idea. I was like, why are they happy reading books? Like it, this, I mean. The back half of this book, I have no idea who yeah. that is. Um, it just didn't make any sense to me. Um, yeah, I didn't get it. And they're like, oh, look at we have, you know, like an Xbox or, or a freaking it just didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And so basically they have to get in there to they do um, have they they find the um what is this, the brain of Cortez in like a lantern. Like, so Cortez power. is the mutant amplifier from mm-hmm. from the x-men cartoon yeah Fabian Cortez. yeah <laughs> so that was kind of funny yeah um so yeah they spider-man volunteers to do this or wall crawler decides to do this and um you know she's, she's gonna kind of use her too. magic powers or whatever to make this go out he's like all right bet we're gonna go on a recognizance mission and he got bug zapped the yeah. zapper like uh oops my bad uh, yeah, that didn't work because it has some sort of teleportation uh, shield on it that wouldn't allow him to go in there. And oops. So everybody's upset that he, you know, his. Oh, daughter- but I think they knew that was a risk. And he was like, you know, I'm I'm about like his the ge- the genetic implant was genetic imprint was taking back right? over. So he yeah. like had a limited life anyway. Mm-hmm. He was his next move was he was going to turn on. And they were he was probably going to get a tail blade to the diamond. Just nice. like everybody else. So, yeah. yeah. He, he returned to the spark, y'all. Yeah. He's back to the spark. Yeah, he like. did windshield it, but they, <laughs> that was a known issue. I'm uh, assuming, like, because of her haircut, this little pixie thing is is Ileana in some way. Because she does seem to be, like, Yeah, attached to Colossus. Yeah. yeah. 
They're always infantiling her or slutting her out. All right. And so the, a new plan is born. We got uh, MacGuffins, y'all. We got MacGuffins. All right. So you're going to have to help me out here because I don't know nothing. I was. I see the Siege Perilous. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. That's it. I'm out. Is that so, Thor's hammer? The, I, Thor's hammer, although it looks like the broken one from that uh, from the other movie. Oh, God. Uh, that's the Eye of Agamotto for sure. Mm-hmm. And then this helmet with the tentacles on it looks a little bit like the Annihilation helm from the um, the X of Swords, which I've now read. No. Oh, yeah, we got to get that update. Um, I'm assuming that, that that's probably the Darkhold. Oh, yeah, because they got to tie shit in. The egg, I'm not sure. The dot, I'm not sure. The diamond, I'm sword. not sure. The, the sword. sword, maybe that's the Scalibur. ebony blade of mm. of the Black Knight. I mean, that's the most... He did make an appearance there on the ground over there. I mean, that's the most famous sword in Marvel, right? Mm. The ebony blade? Yeah. yeah. Well... That's how it ended. And I'm telling you, I was like lost completely. Like, uh, why? What? Why do we? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the shortcoming of these thousand year books is like you. They take license to make to the, make them not make sense. Mm. And it's like, oh, you know, when it's all revealed, it'll all it'll you'll you'll go back and you'll appreciate this. And like, OK, but okay. I would like to have something on the first pass through. Yeah, and, and and we I've talked about this before. Like I like y'all send y'all a text. Like, hey, I read the book, I didn't like it. I gotta have to read it again, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the second time through, third, you know, it's like starts to make more sense. And then I can like I try to you know figure out what I'm gonna talk about on here. But this felt like a like a hold over here book too. It's like, oh yeah, okay. Now we're gonna kind of relate it to the book that we're about to read next, but. I, you know it's kind of like a little standalone thing too which yeah. is fine but i, I don't we'll probably like get chimeras. some pages we got to pay for next time they'll tell us all sure. about these things but i don't like the chimeras like at all like it's just that's going to come up here next in the the other book so well it's kind of cheap like mm-hmm. i don't i mean that was their point is like i guess and, and this, there was house of x powers of x and this as well like mm-hmm. they were talking about the chimeras but I don't know. It's just they become aliens and robots mm-hmm. at a certain point, right? Yeah. Like, why did we hate the first half of the first season of Justice League cartoon, which we came mm-hmm. to love because yeah. they only ever fought aliens and robots, right? So, when you make all Our of stakes. these characters interchangeable, disposable amalgams, there's yeah. no gravity anymore. Mm-hmm. Let's jump into Immoral X Men number one. Our writer is Kieran Gillen pencils again paco medina's doing both books uh again cover art by Lanil francis you <sighs> again 10 years y'all and i guess in those 10 years there's been a lot of um you know it, it stands to reckon that there'd be some uprisings against the mutants or whatever so all right well there's a group here that's gonna you know take on something they got a plan and they actually and being led by- in like one of the base books where like ben yurik was trying to out somebody and jay jonah was like mm-hmm. I'm a sinister, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Psych. Uh, and it's led by Black Nick Fury. Um, it doesn't go well. How about that? Uh, it looks like, you know, they're like, all right, we're going out the window or whatever. Like, we're going out the window. And it's like a great, it's a, actually a great action shot. Like, yeah, we're going into battle. 
and then they all crash. <laughs> it is I'm like sure you've weird. never seen the other guys, right? With Will oh, Ferrell with the, and Marky yeah. Mark. Uh, oh, yes, I have seen it. So let, Sam let Jackson and The Rock. Yeah, jump off the roof and die, and it's very yeah. similar, similar situation. But this is very much like to me, uh, Deadpool two, where oh, oh yeah, we brought X Force back, and then they yeah. all die like within thirty five seconds, except the fat dude. Um, but but yeah, uh, yeah, they all crash into the ground, and so you have to go back to, I guess this would have been, is it the it was that the sins of sinister like a alpha book. Or if it was in Immortal X-Men. So he has invaded all of them and they all got the diamond. But what had happened was is that their essences, their, their personality still Jeez, stayed in them. Man. And they were getting my word. I'm going to the word of the day kids is uppity. So they were getting real uppity with Sinister still. And he didn't like that. So that's why he was going to reset. And somebody stole his Moira's and this is where we are. And that's why he's stuck in 10 years. And so now Charles is still forced on the dream. Like, why won't they accept it? <laughs> why won't they accept my dream? He's crying. Emma's calling him a whole bitch for crying because he's worried and about these still humans. trying to save the children. Yes. And, I, and again, like I, I was like, after reading the other book, I was like, this seems more on par or on brand from the story that we're supposed to be reading where Nightcrawler seems like a side mission. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think this was because Sins of Sinister spun out of that, spun out, spun out of the story that was laid in Immortal X-Men, mm -hmm. which I think you're right, like, uh, the last Immortal X-Men before Sins of Sinister was where we got the Xavier Red Diamond reveal. Yeah. And then it was, I think, in Sins of Sinister number one where they started to get uppity. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so it makes sense that like sort of the, the strongest thread here and the one that's closest to sinister story himself is well, immortal. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I, yeah, I, that makes sense. It's yeah. also kind of an interesting idea of like, he, like he pronouns pal sinister, mm -hmm. you know, he had this plan to sort of subvert all of them, but they are such powerful individuals and powerful minds that they there is some right. sense of self and assertion. And it's like it makes sense that like that is somewhat of a flawed idea because these are not just like the they are they are not each they're just their genetic codes. They are the sum total right. of themselves. And so. it and as I when they call this little small council meeting here in a little bit, also it it's really the telepaths and hope and yeah. exodus that are the ones that are bucking who are the most powerful ones kitty ain't buck yeah. you know what i mean kitty ain't buck colossus ain't buck like you know sebastian shaw didn't buck They're, like it's sebastian not them. Didn't give he didn't give a fuck he yeah he's okay man just give me them bitches and wine um he's so, like this yeah. is like this is just like the hellflyer club except i don't have to do the work because somebody <laughs> else keeps this shit going and i still get the bitches and the money and i still give it and the wine nice um yeah and so Thomas still wears that fucking g-string all that <laughs> shit so emma is the star of this book she's a star from the cover and and she's a star of the book and then she takes the narration and a lot of the book as well um and basically 
there's a, a page that talk that we have to pay for that talks about sinister talking about how long do we have this mm. before it goes south and essentially he says it's 17 years but like after year 10 he thinks like they're the world's going to start to become invaded by you know off earth folks Cree, scroll shiar mm. like somebody's going to view them as a threat and they're going to attack and as he gets into the next third of years he's like it's like if we survive that long we'll be a power but i don't think we're gonna make it that long so he's giving himself seven 17 years and you know knowing that he could reset but he's not going to be able to reset because he lost his mortars so I, I thought that was actually kind of interesting as well like i said i enjoyed this one way more than nightcrawler and i got i mean again a nightcrawler comic book bias i'm sure is working in there but yeah so the anyway. other two are very much like parallel stories that we just got dropped into and don't have as much context for mm -hmm. so that's legit right yeah. So he's working to get his Moira's back. You know, he's got a second secret base. But I thought this scene was actually pretty funny, too. Like, if you're going to go in on Sinister being this freaking kind of weirdo, whatever he is, I, I thought this scene, like, was mm -hmm. very, very funny where he talks to, has therapy with his other cloned self yeah. about what happened. And the fact that he's like, man, yeah, I had an opportunity to reset all that stuff. But I left it at my freaking secret base. <laughs> I was crying, man. I was like, that's great. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he just kind of goes through and talking out what he can do since he can't reset, you know, and he settles on this bit that he's like, I can, I, what is it? That, you know, um, it's going to, oh my God, what was the thing? He's going to um, kind of hit some sort of. He's got to sort of, button, but it's yeah, like he's got to override the strongest people on the council so he can take right. control of them, starting with Emma. Yeah. Starting with Emma. Yeah. And, uh, well, we're going to get to that, how that well. doesn't work. But it's like, yeah, like, I, you know, I need to get back control of these uppity Negroes because that's not working out for me. And so he goes to Emma's house. He's got whatever he needs to, uh, you know, make that happen with her. And he gets there, and uh, boom, man, diamonds, son, son. Yeah, make my doo-doo look like diamonds. So uh, <laughs> uh, it doesn't work. She turns into her diamond self, and, you know, there was a – yeah, <laughs> And there was a uh, – it was a – so she had – my note here, Brother Beaver, says, so she had kidnapped uh, Mastermind to create this illusion, and she keeps him, like, tied up there at night. Um, so is he reek? Pretty uh, much. I mean, gimp? that's her gimp. Yeah. Yeah. Gimp, right? Yeah. That's kind of yeah. wild. Um, it's kind of wild. All right. So that diverts. Well, into but the that's what happens when you, when we, when y'all get a little sinister, like, yeah, we just gimp mastermind. Uh, yeah. So it leads into this bit about, uh, white queen, which we're going to talk about, you know, kind of on the way out of the book. Also, another character that they just flat out couldn't get right in the X Men books, movies, couldn't get it, like at all. And to me, not the, uh, okay. I, I, January Jones, not really my type, but I get why people would find her attractive, and she's got great thingies. Like I'm, I'm fine with that. But she couldn't act her way out of anything. She, she, she just barely fits the, you know, she just wears the suit. So how? Do they get this character so wrong? Whose power? I hate this. Her secondary mutation. I hated it when it first happened. But it should be very easy. Not easy. It should be very cool to see in a movie yeah. and to pull off. But they can't do it. Like, why is that? 
Um, so let me, uh, so there was a period of time where Alice Eve was rumored to be playing the white queen in the first class movies. Mm. And I think if that had come to pass, this would be a different conversation. Okay. January Jones, I, I think was like a model turned actress and mm-hmm. she was capable of playing Don Draper's wife in Mad yeah. Men mm-hmm. and not much else. Yeah. And also she was written as in the movie that character, like perhaps Alice Eve could not have saved this, but she was written as Sebastian Shaw's flunky. Like mm-hmm. he was like, Go get me some ice for my drink. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, what a terrible look. Um yeah. so <sighs> I think the portrayal, so the writing, the writing of that character in the movies would have had to change. Mm. The portrayal with someone like Alice Eve would have been a thousand times better. Um, but that that character just didn't have legs in um, mm. in terms of storytelling. But I love the idea, like that she can either have diamond skin or telepathy. I think mm. that's that's a brilliant like dichotomy of a character because normally you have these um these telepath all powerful telepaths until you get a hold of them and she mm-hmm. can mitigate that but if she does then she has none of her all powerfulness so i that's mm-hmm. an actually I, that's really interesting to me right yeah they, that's they like did. A, that's like a champion's role-playing game where yeah. <laughs> your power pool that you can switch between the two and your disadvantages of blah, blah, yeah. So, Force shout Factor out, forever. shout out, Sandman and and Big Hutch. Yeah. yeah, shout out Force Factor. Um, no, that was the Marvel RPG, not Chase. Oh, dang it! All right. Um, no, that was their made-up team in some world or it was. I mean, Mar- it it was Marvel. in Marvel. No, okay. Thanks, Force Factor. Um, they also had the parable portrayal of Emma in. The Logan movie or the Wolverine movie as well. Oh well, that's she just do that's much ridiculous. of anything, but turn into a diamond and it just yeah whatever. That's, All right, that. they also had Cyclops in that movie. And we're not going to talk about it. Yeah, fair. Dad, Deadpool right. in that so, movie. We're not going to talk about that. Oh God, would you stop? The um, so Dad Gambit in that movie. Sinister. We're not going to talk about that either. That's got to be them. That has. We've railed on any number of movies, but that has got to be the most disappointing <laughs> movie that they put out because they just they just took a simultaneous dump on dump. so many things. Yeah, let's back to back. Yeah, oh, it's God. like back to back is like the Martha <laughs> moment. Yeah, <laughs> I I got one that completely related to this. So as I'm looking for my tickets to go see Ant Man the other day. Uh, you know, I had to go into my what Fandango or whatever account. I don't really know, you know, online because I had lost the email or the text they had sent. So I'm like, oh, let me find these tickets. And then it gives you like every ticket you've ever bought through the app. Mm-hmm. And so I'm scrolling through this shit. I was just like, oh, damn. Yeah. You know, oh, wow. Rogue One, Force Awakens. I mean, we're kicking it back a little bit, you know, on top of, you know, Wakanda forever. We just saw blah, 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 blah. Kinda and the first that ticket way. that I ever purchased that shit was Wolverine. <laughs> it was they the last it. ticket in there and i was like and i don't know one of the kids was like we went to see that i was like yeah with um your uncle uh big hutch 
and he was not a happy camper uh, at the end of the night. That's all I'm going to say at all. Uh, yes, an absolutely shit show of a movie. But anyway, back to this book. Sinister oh, Dip. Was, before we, before we, I heard some chilling information today. Oh, God. So the guy who wrote Ant-Man Quantumania is writing oh. the next Avengers movie? Yes, he's writing, is it Secret Wars or the Kang Dynasty? Kang Dynasty. Yeah. Is I he going to write that. something this time? Or... Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was mm -hmm. like, come on, Russo brothers. Can the yeah, Russo brothers exactly. like get a bomb between then and now so they yeah. have to go back to the well and yeah. say, yeah, yeah. They, like yeah. Make some shit? It's awful. Yeah, make a really bad movie, please. They, were, yeah. they said they were holding out for Secret Wars. Are they going to do that or do we even mm -hmm. know yet? I don't think we know, but I don't think they're coming back either. Uh, yeah. That's, again, that's what we were cheering for for our, you know, uh, Chris Evans and uh, all these dudes, you know, and, you know, Hemsworth is holding up his end of the bar. Yeah. He's like, I will make a bunch of bad movies so I can still pee Thor. Yeah. Um, but freaking Evans is Why, making, you know, being successful. Back. How dare you be successful? They're all coming back now. Marvel, they, they, they're going to get this Ryan Johnson. They need the Ryan Johnson effect so we can get J.J. Mm. Abrams back for episode oh, nine. Yeah. Pick up where we left off. We need we need the Russo. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, freaking Iron Man's uh, gonna be the grandchild of uh, Darth Sidious. Um, all right, <laughs> Sinister dips. He's like, I can't do it. He says, Bye, and he gets out of there. But uh, they have to go for a hunt for him. And then on another page that we have to pay for. All so here's what I was saying. Like the so the Savage Land Colossus to check. That's where they got sinister. That's where the Nightcrawlers got sinister. Okay. I'm sorry, Colossus. Yeah. And then there's the Lemurian plants. No, yeah, Namor is to investigate. So mm. this is like laying out some of the sequences where they um they went and got from the Nightcrawlers yeah. where they recruited other people. That's what we do know is that Sinister hates the French. Um that's basically it. It's very much so has been uh, laid out very specifically in this book and then on this page, too. Like, that's the last place he would go. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was about the French. So uh, she finds him, though, uh, you know, in his base. And, you know, she shows up, you know, all diamond out. That's a great shot, too. Uh, you know, that kind of full, almost full page of her all diamond out. Mm -hmm. Um and uh, now, though, as he attacks her with this amalgam weapon of Banshee and Cypher and breaks her arm or shatters it, she... Uh, the oh, continued no, I got... quest to make Cypher relevant. Yeah, they try. Um, but no, it's like, <laughs> I got that Logan patch. I was like, yeah, I know. Right? Like, <laughs> that's your computer. Like, you need to download this uh, patch on this update for this thing that doesn't get through. Shut your computer down. So, you know, you need to download that patch. So she got that patch okay uh i thought it was funny and it literal showing of the patch on the arm i thought was even funnier but yeah uh, okay so she's got that patch uh he's like oh well that's not gonna work so let me get out my new chimeras and uh it's your boy man he's been he's been mixed it's my boy with, with my not boys like with a bunch of ranks this I, is I, the yeah. nasty boys right uh, from, also from the x-men season two. Oh, is it i didn't even think about that it was yeah. the multiple man so, then, so it's a mix right the 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 beefy dude is there i think that's a slab mm. and then gorgeous george is the guy who had beef with gambit that makes mm -hmm. like 
like sludge. So yeah. it's not all for them, but the it's the implication is there that and they group. are. Yeah, well, I guess, but I don't. I don't it's got to be that. group. Yeah, right? I guess. But yeah, and it does look like a multiple man that's Cyclops. Yeah, and then mm. so they just he puts Cyclops all on everybody. They make a reference to him that he's like out, like you know, he's their captain or whatever. They make a reference like he's still out in play somewhere, but this doesn't. He never shows up in the ten years, and I can't imagine imagine he's going to make it in a hundred. No, you wouldn't think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I yeah I didn't because I was like, who are these other folks? And I did, I when I saw the go- the dude with the hair at the mm. bottom, I was like, oh, that looks like that gorgeous George dude. But I didn't put it together. Um, so yeah, she chains up Sinister after she goes through his ranks, um, and basically we get to this point where he's like, look, you are I, I'm Emma, bitch. You are my capture. We're we're not going. You're not going to be doing anything that we don't want you to do. And she captures him. He's like, beg for me. You know, I, you know, that's it. Takes it to the quiet council. And basically, like, you're going to do whatever it is that we say you're going to do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Everybody agree. And everybody raises their hand. I mean, it's a badass moment for Emma. You yeah. know, I I, I, I I, don't mind the elevation of that character. Anything that takes her away from, I don't really know what her, where, you know, allegiance lie. Because I can't stand out about the character. Like, if you're going to make her fully good, which is what you kind of did then let her be good mm-hmm. you know like she always has her place for her children and all that kind of stuff that's fine but like you should never like be wondering when she's going to turn heel and like right. for the last 15 years i'm like well she's going to turn in this book she's going to turn in this book but she kind of really never did even once you know gene came back which i was like oh she'll turn heel now because for taking scott from her but she didn't even do it then so i i mean as a character i don't mind her and again, always looking forward to whenever these movies come out. I'm like, you know, she's somebody that should be carried over as to a very valuable supporting role in those movies. It would be interesting like to see be. a a movie with Jean Grey and Emma Frost. And like, you know, not having just the one love interest for, mm. um, you know, for whoever the protagonist is, whether they're going to make it Cyclops, undoubtedly, mm-hmm. or pin it on Wolverine again. <laughs> But to actually give each of them agency and make the two of them the primary story as and right and and their paramour as as the prize of their contest, mm-hmm. you know, so that that could be interesting as opposed to just the you know the the the, 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 hate the prize other. of the two guys that are fighting over them, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, she should be a you know when you're starting to build out your Avengers roster here. She needs to be a valuable part of that. Like, and I'm perfectly okay with it. The problem would become, like you said, Jean should be a part of it too, because you can't have her. We, and we're going to get a third Dark Phoenix movie at some point in time. So she has to obviously be in it. But yeah, are they going to be, you know, rivals for Scott, which would be the most terrible thing that they could do? Because it, you know, it just it focuses everything on that relationship as opposed to their relationship between one another outside of that freaking dude. Um, so it's Sinister's plan that, that buys him more time. He's like, y'all need some thicker mutants, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I can fix up five of them. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to need these people to fight off the aliens, which, again, she gonna which be is a thick little bit She's going to be yep. able to cook. She's going to be able to fight. 
Yeah. Now, who is this lady, though? I don't know. Man. I thought I it was, was like Amori <laughs> at first, but yeah, Amori never had nothing like that. No, she, yes, that's that ain't know. it. Yeah, yeah, because I was like, dang, okay, well, what power she got, but also, how you doing? Yeah, exactly. So I was like, well, she kind of got like Psylocke's face, I guess, but then she's just thick everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, all right. But yeah, he can mix up five of them, y'all. You know, <laughs> LA face, Oakland booty, that's two of them. Um, and then the rest <laughs> of it, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know where he's going from the rest of it. But yeah. So yeah, he's like, that's it. They get, they take him back to the council. Welcome back, you know. And then that's it, really. You know, like you're back on the council. We're in control. You're not. That's it. You know, and, uh, it's you know this was by far to me of the books that we've read by far the best one the because it feels it more moral it yeah it parallels the story that we're talking about like i said that other one just felt like a side mission and i didn't really i didn't really like that nightcrawler's book all that much what do you think yeah i mean so the 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 testament of house and powers was it we've weaved back and forth between the timelines this is now apparently the end of the 10-year timeline so i don't know i mean i guess so what did we accomplish that there's uh somebody has the moiras somebody else is trying to get the moiras and the mm -hmm. x-men have um coalesced without sinister at the helm so i get like it's if this is just like a chapter one setup but it doesn't feel like the 10 years has its own story per se yeah. it's just feeding into the next part so okay but you're right like the this was most familiar to us the rest of it was just like new stuff and content that maybe will make sense once we hear the rest of the story but that was never really the case with um house and powers because it was yeah. like it was completely different cast completely different context so it never really like if you didn't get it it wasn't to be got because mm. it, you weren't going to get it later right and then they do the books where if you look at the reading order, they do the books in reverse now. So our night, excuse me, Nightcrawlers moves up to first and Moral goes to mm -hmm. second and then Storm and the Brotherhood goes to third. And, you know, and it gets, it does it for you get to a thousand years as well, where Immoral goes first and then, you know, bookends with uh, the Dominion for Sins of Sinister. So I'm kind of curious as to how we're like, all right, so we're going to just skip 90 years here. You know, and where does this come up? You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, are you know, where are we in that regard? Like this has been going on for ninety years. Who's still around? You right. know? Like I who, guess Mystique still can still be alive because right. she's well got Wolverine genes. Yep. Maybe we get old destiny in the future. Mm hmm But Storm's gotta Storms be to be dead, yeah. In theory, would be dead. You know, and everybody else on the council. Because nobody had, they don't have access to the resurrection protocols at this point, right? Uh, they do. Or do they? They do. They do. Okay. Yeah, everyone's okay. a sinister. Okay, so maybe they're all alive because, well, except for because Storm, because she wouldn't be attached to that group. She doesn't. So. She removed her gene sequence from the protocols. Yeah. You know, black people don't really age though either, so she probably still looks the same, like Angela Bassett. Um, just <laughs> like yeah, she's how old? What? Okay, so I, I, I mean, again, I'm curious. Again, my enthusiasm is only sapped a little bit by Nightcrawlers. But if you look 
listen to any of the earlier episodes of this, we pretty much called that that was going to be some kind of bullshit, mm. and we weren't really wrong. Uh, it was it was probably better than I could have hoped, though. Either too, because like, I didn't really think it was going to be any good, but it was light kind of get you from point a to point b but yeah it, i could have done without it so now nightcrawlers 2 is the next one of them like fudge yay so that'll be the next book as we move into the part five parts of this podcast so yeah well i guess the other interesting thing is are we going to set up a situation where it's um the heart essex in is the her her story plays out in nightcrawlers uh oh, deputy spade plays out in storm and the sisterhood of mutants right because that was where he was introduced and then mm -hmm. regular sinister through immoral i mean mm -hmm. that kind of makes sense yeah i mean i, I guess I, I did not have a lot of hope for the starts of this whole thing when i saw the book order and what they were doing it made me less hopeful but again much like Ant-Man 3, Quantumania, go look at the review or listen to the review on the archives, folks. If you go in with very little expectations, yeah. it's hard to be disappointed. Yeah. And so I kind of went into this with very little expectations. And I'm, I'm again, except for that kind of... And again, Nightcrawler wasn't a stinker. It was just meh. Yeah. You know, it's been fairly consistent. You know, you don't have a super high or anything like that, but it's been fairly consistent all around. <laughs> The structure and the theme of this is consistent with House and Power, which is like, you know, we were excited about where that was going. And then it was just like, OK, we just have a new a new background to tell stories on everything kind of diverged. Mm -hmm. So on the one hand, it's consistent with kind of the storytelling and structure of the themes. On the other hand, it's three completely different books that didn't <laughs> exist when this whole thing started. So right. <laughs> it's the same but different. So I whatever. Exactly. All right, y'all. So we'll be back next week with Nightcrawlers 2 in the interim, hopefully. Well, yeah. is it coming out next week or is it? I believe so, yeah. I think there was just that one goofy week where there okay. was no books. But, yeah, I think this is on the way out because we have to lead into the next event. So, um, <laughs> And, again, I, I admire the fact that they didn't cross this over into everybody's books. But it's also kind of weird that you're saying that this is happening. But Spider-Man's in it, Groot and others uh yeah. that would be affected by it so whatever but yeah we'll be back with that we'll also have our wrestling show coming up i'm gonna throw this out here for you i've done a lot of research on uh the rock and roll express this week i look forward um, to it th there's that but here's the preview or the teaser so if you've ever listened to that show it's called what we missed in wrestling which is started in 1989 where we've gone through the pay-per-views and we've just rolled into 1990 where for sure we weren't watching wrestling for sure 89 is a little sketchy maybe here maybe there i'm gonna tell you i think i might have stopped watching wrestling in 1988 mm -hmm. because just based on my fandom of that particular team as i'm going through matches and wikis and that I ain't seen none of them shits. I feel like you might have when they lost the when they dropped the titles to Manny Fernandez and Rick Rude. That might have okay. been the end. Okay, funny you should say that. That shit was like in nineteen eighty six. So I there's times that came after that that I know I was still watching. Like I didn't I didn't see them get their lick back like where they won it back because Rude left or whatever. But um yeah uh yeah that was 86 
Yes, hold on. Let me let me double check my notes. I don't have those notes in front of me. <laughs> Where's Smithville? Um. Uh. Yes, they held the they they won the titles back from the Midnight Express in '86, and then they lost them on some Saturday Night Primetime show in '86 to Rude and Fernandez. So I'm thinking this is my thought, and again, I don't want to spoil too much of that particular podcast here. My thought. I need to find out where I did with the cross-reference I was looking for. When did the new breed come out? Because they were talking about feuding with the Rock and Roll Express, and then they disappeared. They were around when Big Bubba was around. And he mm-hmm. had, when we, this 90, he was he was probably a year into his run because Hogan had already burned through him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So we'll talk about it then because that is our watch along the Midnight Express versus Rock and Roll Express from I think February of 1990. Definitely a match that I had never seen before, uh, but that particular date. So yeah. But anyway, yeah. So be on the lookout for that. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. You know, rate, review, subscribe, all of that. You know, and uh, that's it, y'all. So as the producer, I'm signing off. Brother Beavis, go ahead and sign off. All right. We'll see you at uh, I guess Wrestle War. Wrestle war, yes, for sure. For the watch along, for sure. We'll see everybody. Pieces and hair greases. Uh